0: You're listening to Wild and Well, a podcast where we talk to people who use data and insights to navigate the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Kate Wilson. Megan Tashima is the Insights Manager at Angel City Football Club. Angel City Football Club is a national women's soccer league expansion team that's expected to begin play in 2022. Megan has been a sports fan for as long as she can remember. Growing up, she would go to Los Angeles Lakers games with her dad. Watching the Lakers from the nosebleeds is where she first developed an interest in data.
1: I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Well, Torrance, but Los Angeles. I've been a Laker fan since birth. My dad has been a season ticket holder for, about, I think, about 30 years, uh, quite a long time. And it sounds impressive, but we're in the cheap seats. All you can see is kind of looking down on the players and you can see them like little ants. And that was kind of how I found my love of basketball, was from the cheap seats with my dad at Laker games. <laughs> my dad told me I had to earn it, you know, like I I had to earn my spot at the Laker games because I. I wasn't paying for the tickets, which is very fair. I think I was 12. He said the way I could earn it was showing my interest in the game and like being kind of a part of the game in a way and the way that he loved the Lakers. He wanted me to love them like that too. So he had me memorize all the players and the starting lineup and where everyone was from. And then kind of slowly from there. I just wanted to surprise him. So I started learning stats and I started learning little fun facts about each of the players because he was working a lot at this time. He was up in Northern California down in Southern California doing a lot of traveling it was kind of tough to see him that often but he was always able to make it home for the Laker games and always ready to hear my latest factoid and always ready to talk to me about whether or not Kobe Bryant was the best Laker of all time which I firmly believed because that was my era but he's a big Magic Johnson fan and I just don't think I can crack that nut.
0: While Megan liked data and sports she ended up doing a 180 for college. She decided to study political science at Cornell and landed an amazing internship at Crooked Media. Crooked Media is a political media company that produces popular podcasts like Pod Save America in almost
1: a complete 180 from sports. Uh, I I went to I went into politics. I started my freshman year at Cornell University and was studying government and wanted to be a lawyer and joined a pre-law frat and decided this is my life track. I love the humanities. I love arguing. I'm good at it. I think I, I was president of my mock trial team in high school, and it. Was something that i was passionate about as i kind of got into that field i realized i didn't necessarily have the same passion for politics as other people did i just found it really fun and so i was kind of trying to figure my way out through that and in trying to figure it out i ended up landing an internship at crooked media which is a podcasting company and they have podcasts such as pod save america love it or leave it those those sorts and i came on as one of their first interns not the first i'm the second but so close like by days it was so close i think in- employee number seven or eight, something like that really early on. So Crooked was a startup at the time, and it was kind of difficult for me to figure out how I could make myself stand out. And I also, again, was going through this dip of not really knowing what I wanted to do and not knowing if I was as passionate about politics as I thought. And as I was looking around for kind of some places to do some work at Crooked, which wasn't just sending t-shirts out to Chelsea Handler and making sure that we had parking at the office, I noticed that we weren't really doing much in data analytics. And so I decided to take a look at all of our social media accounts and figure out where were we lacking and where could we be doing better and just kind of doing a basic kind of audit on the all the data sources and social media accounts of Crooked and I just impressed them and it was like something that really shocked me was kind of the amount of knowledge I was able to pull off of just some regular social media accounts and I was able to use that to give them insights that they could use for business. It, it was just like a really wonderful starting off point. And they gave me a lot of room to grow into like the data person I am now. <laughs> the startup environment of Crooked really helped me for Angel City because I think at the beginning, Crooked Media was very much like, if you have an idea, all right, go do it. I was granted a lot of trust and access early on that I probably wouldn't have gotten as a regular intern maybe like two years later. And that kind of instilled in me a sort of confidence that I did not have prior to that. That I really kind of carried over to Angel City in a way that has been so helpful is like kind of that self-starter
0: Angel City was co-founded by award-winning actress and activist Natalie Portman, technology venture capitalist Kara Nortman, media and gaming entrepreneur Julie Ehrman, and venture capitalist and co-founder of Reddit Alexis Ohanian. The ownership group also includes stars like Serena Williams, Jennifer Gardner, Eva Longoria, Billie Jean King, and former members of the U.S. national team like Mia Hamm and Abby Wambach. So Angel City is a
1: NWSL expansion team that is expected to begin playing in 2022, based in Los Angeles. And I think the thing that makes Angel City a little bit different is the kind of star-studded ownership group that we have. As you mentioned, we have some big hitters like Natalie Portman, Eva Longoria, Becky G, and then depending on who you ask, Casey Neistat. And it's different in that, like, we automatically have like a ton of eyes on us because of the popularity of our ownership group, which is amazing. I think one of the few things that the NWSL league lacking is attention and well-deserved attention. They're incredibly talented. (laughs) Every single team has amazing athletes on it. And so it's kind of a new thing to be starting this team with so much attention on it.
0: While the attention the team has been getting is exciting, it's also been amazing to work for a team founded, owned, and run by women.
1: To look at a Zoom where it's an all hand Zoom, and by far, vast majority are women. There's like maybe two or three men at the company. And it changes, I think, everything about the way that like businesses run and the way that coworkers talk to each other and the way that honestly I feel day to day. It's one really empowering to see see leaders that are women and who are excelling and thinking about sports and activism and health and wellness from a standpoint that relates to me, you know? One of our initiatives right now is tied to Nike where we're giving a sports bra out for every seat deposit that's being sold. At a company headed by women and founded by women and supported by women, you realize how important it is to have a sports bra in order to keep playing sports. And that is something that is a huge detriment to so many young girls out there and women who can't continue playing sports or can't go outside and exercise in a proper way without a sports bra. And being able to have women at the forefront of the company making these decisions and making these calls and asking for these things from Nike, being like, I want you to be a part of this change. I think that that is so valuable and something that I honestly treasure every day.
0: As the insights manager at Angel City, Megan has a lot of different responsibilities.
1: It's so different day to day, which is classic startup environment. But <laughs> I think the way that I put it for anyone new that starts is anything that has to do with numbers goes through me, except for money, I don't I don't deal with money. Anything that has to do with tech, web, numbers, I wanna have eyes on. So making sure that we're recording and reporting everything and that we know kind of what's going on with not only our audience, but our organization, that is like a big part of it. But the other part is making sure that every single team is integrated into each other in some ways. The thing that's been most difficult for me is when I transferred over to Angel City, I have an amazing team, but it's a team that trusts me to do my job and to do it by myself without needing approvals or without needing someone looking over my shoulder to make sure I'm doing it right. That was something that took a little bit of time for me to adjust to. And it's it's a scary thing because you're assuming responsibility for a lot of what goes on and like a lot of the stuff that I'm doing. I am the only one that looks at it. I'm the only one that pushes it through. And then it kind of took me realizing, you know what, they hired me for a reason. They liked my ideas and who I am. And so I kind of decided to trust that and trust in myself to say like, this is what the data says. And this is what
0: I think we should do based on this data. While the role can be challenging at times for Megan, the most fulfilling part of the job is working with smart colleagues who build each other up. Angel City and
1: the leadership and honestly everyone does wonderful job of positive reinforcement and making sure people feel like their work is valued and heard and felt. Towards the beginning of my time I was a little bit timid and when I would hand in things but um, my boss Kayla and Julie and Carrie I mean I'm just naming people at this point but everyone when I would hand something in it was just a lot of positive reinforcement and telling me like how good it was and how valued this work was and then it was kind of they use it and then they publish it. The validation
0: from other people that I
1: think are really smart telling me that I'm also smart. It means the world to
0: me. Angel City's main focus right now is on seat deposits. Starting March 30th, you can put down a seat deposit through Ticketmaster to reserve your spot in line to purchase season tickets. I mean, so right now,
1: what we're focusing on is seat deposits, which are basically the precursor to season tickets, basically saving your spot in line to buy season tickets. So the further up your spot is in line, the better the tickets are, the better the options are, right? The seat deposits are also kind of the indicator of the interest levels that are going to be happening. So it's it's a big deal. And right now we're really trying to hit on seed deposits. Pretty much all my time and effort is going into making sure that our launch on the 30th is going to go smoothly and well. And our message is getting out to the people who will appreciate it and want it and don't just maybe don't know about it. So right now I'm working on a paid media campaign. And so I'm, I'm getting information on who our audiences, who is our base, who is our core. And then kind of from there figuring out who are our potentials and who is who are the people that we could convert and who are the lookalikes to our base that we could be advertising to or maybe reaching out to in some way that would be meaningful. And I think in Los Angeles, especially, there's so many diverse and amazing communities. And I think it's invaluable to kind of know where we're lacking and where we're doing well Really, right now, it's figuring out who our audience is, who are we looking to expand to, and how can we do that? And how can we implement that in a way that is the most strategic and the least cost and the most effective?
0: When it comes to seat deposits, Google Analytics has been a really useful tool that has helped Megan understand some of the frequently asked questions fans have.
1: I've been using Google Analytics a lot and like kind of retraining myself on all the new tools. And the fun thing is the tools are constantly improving. Google Tag Manager kind of makes it more accessible for people who don't know how to code. And you can set up different tracking points within your website that aren't automatically pulled by Google Analytics. So we have an FAQ grid on our website about seed deposits because it's really confusing, especially with coronavirus right now. Like who is buying tickets for sporting events right now when capacity is, I mean, at 20% giving where you are, like that sort of stuff. So there are a lot of questions that people have about seed deposits. And we have them kind of in this big grid where people can press the plus side on the and the side of the question and it'll open up the answer underneath, which is a very standard way of doing FAQs. But Google Analytics doesn't track which of the FAQs is being toggled. So what I want to do is figure out how I could track how which FAQ is being toggled so I could figure out where people having the most issues and where people having the most questions on like what this is all about. I figured out how to set a tag so that every time that someone pressed that plus, it'll send data to me. This is the person that clicked on the FAQ. This is how long it took for them to read it. This is the next FAQ they clicked on.
0: Megan gave a hypothetical example of how Google Analytics data could be used for seat deposits.
1: Older people are having a more difficult time understanding the purchasing behind it. And so I, I'm looking at the 65 plus range and they, they just don't understand how Ticketmaster works. So maybe we need to deploy some sort of help mechanism to our 65 plus audience to kind of walk them through it step-by-step. Step. And that's something that we might need to look into because if they don't know how Ticketmaster works, how are they gonna purchase a ticket, you know? Or how are they gonna get a seat deposit and show up to a game and enjoy soccer? That has kind of been one
0: of the things that I've been really focused on in Google Analytics. Another aspect of the business that Angel City has been focusing on is partnering with some amazing companies. In order to demonstrate the value of a partnership, Angel City has been using AI and social media listening.
1: One of the other fun things that has been happening in the data world at ACFC is that we just partnered with Zoomf which is a kind of social listening, partnership management tool that is pretty new. They specialize kind of in like sports marketing and partnership management in sports marketing. Basically what they do is they will like kind of comb through all these social feeds and they have AI technology that will recognize logos and different types of assets in images and videos. And they can tell you, for example, one of our partners is Heineken. Uh, If we were to post a video, a clip from one of our games and a Heineken logo was in the back on a flag, that someone's waving in the background, it's able to pick up that one, there's a Heineken logo in this video for 30 seconds. And then like two, it's on a flag. Being able to kind of tag down to the minute level without having to do it manually is like such a valuable asset, especially in just all marketing, I would say. And it's it's valuable to tell Heineken, hey, look, you got all this airtime on like our socials and this many people saw it and this many people interacted with it. And the Heineken logo was in the entire video. Like that is a valuable
0: thing for our partners and for us to know. Data has also been helpful in identifying what companies to partner with and how to best partner with them in order to achieve Angel City's various business goals say for example and this is this is not the case we have
1: one team that drives the most reach like they're super global and everyone knows about them but because of that they're not exactly gonna get the most conversions say some a laker fan in like kansas city missouri they are not necessarily going to want to buy an angel city seat deposit because the seat deposit again lead up to season tickets which are in los angeles at the bank of california in downtown los angeles so that's going to get us a really wide reach but not the most conversions right and so it was kind of like figure That out of saying like oh so this link got exposed to significantly more people but it also didn't convert as well like LAFC had really high conversions because they were already soccer fans and they were sharing sharing the same stadium so already there's like this kind of shared interest so I think that that is really valuable in knowing how we not only interact with these partners but how we can collaborate together in order to kind of like grow both of our audiences and also kind of again bolster LA sports so maybe for the Lakers we want to go to them for more of our crust reveal type and type stuff so they can go and make sure that our brand and our mission is amplified out on a global scale but if we wanted to reach people in los angeles and we wanted to reach soccer fans and we wanted people to buy tickets to this new angel city event that's
0: happening like whenever like we we wouldn't be going to the lakers necessarily Angel City hasn't even stepped foot on the field yet, and they're already inspiring women and young girls that they could own a sports team one day too.
1: I think Angel City is impactful in a multitude of ways, and... It's kind of tough to think about Angel City's impact in terms of like health and wellness when people look and they're like, okay, well, you don't even have a team. You don't have like an academy. Don't even have a practice field yet. So, how is this kind of involved in health and wellness? But I think the way that I and a lot of people at Angel City look at it right now is even without a team, we have the chance to change minds and we have the chance to change perceptions and worldviews of people. So, maybe we're not out there running kind of soccer camps for kids, but Someone can see someone like Becky G, who was born and raised in Los Angeles and was is a sports fan and has risen to become this amazing, successful woman and is able to own a sports team. Being able to see someone who not only was like born in the same hospital you were born at, but also went to the same high school and looks like you and sounds like you and now owns a sports team. I, I think it's just so empowering to see all of these women and all of these people in positions of power. I mean, it's impactful just working there, but I can't imagine what it would have been like if I had seen Serena Williams owning a sports
0: team when I was a kid, to know that that was even possible. It's something that I would have so benefited from. Not only is Angel City inspiring young women and girls to chase their dreams, but they're also making a positive impact on the LA community by focusing on people's health and wellness. Some of the partnerships that we have at Angel City right now, which are
1: so exciting and fit together in such an amazing way, is we were partnered with DoorDash. They are part of our kit. DoorDash's logo appears on our jersey. And our most recent partnership that we just announced was with Sprouts, the grocery store. And we also are partnered with DoorDash. And together they kind of fit almost perfectly like a puzzle in our mission to end food insecurity, not in only in Los Angeles, but and on a global scale. We're just getting started with those two teams. Sprouts just happened. That is something that is really high up on our radar, battling food insecurity because you need nutrients and you need your basic needs fulfilled. And I think that that's something that's very overlooked. And I think that that's something that I'm really glad Angel City is focusing on first
0: and foremost. Looking into the future, the hopes are to grow the fan base and collect insights along the way so that Angel City can continue to make a difference in the world. The future of Insights for
1: Angel City is just ever-changing. It's going to be, how much bigger can we get? How much wider can we get? How many more people can we involve in our club? And how many more people can we have on our team? We're all on the same team together, and it's just going to keep getting bigger and scaling up and up and including more people and empowering more people. Honestly, my hope for where we're heading is the moon.
0: It is wild card time. I will be asking Megan a series of questions and she'll answer with the first thing that comes to mind in a rapid fire format. The first question is what is at the top of your bucket list?
1: Oh man, Um, skydiving. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I just want to do it once. I'm like not the biggest thrill seeker in the world. I just, I kind of just want to do it because I want to know what that feels like because I, I've done one of those, there's like a big fan at the bottom and you can indoor um, skydive, right? Yep. Yeah, it's total LA story. I did that with David Wallace from The Office, the actor. So random, it was actually such a moment for me. I was in high school with my mom. I was like, this is the best thing ever. I'm, I can't wait to tell my friends, but the indoor skydiving was cool. And I would just love to try that, And but also not just be looking down at a fan, be like looking at something really beautiful and cool. So after, after the pandemic, I'll, I'm sure I'll do
0: it. Skydiving, that's awesome. So what's your favorite thing to do for your health? I enjoy exercising. I like will go on runs. And I love going on walks with my family, going on
1: walks with my mom and dad after work and my brother whenever he comes. He hates to because he's a surly teen. When when he does come, it's, it's awesome. And I live in Palos Verdes. It's beautiful out here.
0: What is your definition of success? Honestly, just being surrounded by
1: people that you love and doing something that you're passionate in.
0: Mm-hmm. What do people get wrong about you? Oh wow. I think that I'm really good at
1: math. I'm actually not, which is funny because a lot of data people are very good at math. I, I can figure out math if I sit down and really think about it, but quick math, oh man. I, I embarrass myself very often. Everyone loves to be like, oh Megan, data person, what's this? And they'll like throw numbers at me and I'm like and I have to like ask Alexa or something.
0: Like That's true. Everybody makes assumptions that just because you work in data and analytics that you're d a mathematician. What is a personality trait that you share with your relatives?
1: So my grandma on my dad's side, Nancy, she raised me in a lot of ways. I was over at her house. My parents both worked long, full-time jobs. And she would pick me up from elementary school and I'd go over to her house. She also used to be an elementary school teacher. So honestly, one of the things that I treasure more is her curiosity and interest in other people and what other people do and who other people are and i think she always views any kind of interaction as an opportunity to learn and grow and be a better person and human and at least i hope that that is one of the traits that i share with her because it's it's something that i i've definitely tried to learn
0: that's great thanks jima yeah all right when was a moment that you had imposter syndrome
1: oh my God, all the time. Probably one of the first times was uh, when I got into Cornell and I was the first person in my family to go to an Ivy and um, it made my grandparents really happy and it made my really happy. And I was really excited too. But I was also really nervous because I had applied to other IVs and hadn't gotten in. And I think as soon as I got there, I think I got into my first government class. And I was just like, I think I'm stupid, maybe there's so many people. And obviously, like your freshman year, the kids at the front are answering all the questions and know so much, you know, these are the kids who like have been dying to sit in a government course in college, you know, and I wasn't that passionate about it. I would I just I enjoyed it thought it was interesting. But I had imposter syndrome a lot at Cornell. It helps a lot to have people around you that can kind of pull you through it. Totally.
0: What's the last book you
1: read and loved? The last book I think that I read in its entirety is this book by Nella Larson called Passing. And it's kind of heavy. Uh, It's about a Black woman that passes as white and how she kind of lives her life. It was really impactful in a lot of ways just because Nell Larson is she's an amazing writer but also and the story itself is just incredibly interesting. But on top of that, I'm half Japanese and half white and I often I've been told I pass for white. I have white skin. I look I look white. It was such a good read and it made me very introspective <laughs> and like I did a lot of thinking, but I I mean I'd recommend it to anyone. It's it's great.
0: I'll definitely be adding that to my list of books to read. What is your favorite beverage? <gasps>
1: okay so i love shirley temples it reminds me completely of childhood and i also there's this very specific tea that i like from huntington gardens in pasadena they have huntington gardens like blend and it Ah. is the most amazing tea i've ever had i recently discovered it even though i've been to huntington gardens many times in my childhood i went back with a friend during the pandemic great pandemic activity going to a garden and they had iced tea and it was their house blend. lost my mind. It was it's so good. So I'd have to say either Shirley Temple for the nostalgia or an iced tea because it's just so good.
0: Oh, that's great. All right. Last question. When you're at a party, where can someone find you? Oh, okay.
1: So either in a very intense debate with someone else, but over something that is like not important, like is Dumbledore a good guy or bad guy? Or was Promising Young Woman a good movie? Like it's like stuff like that. I am like ready to just throw down, but in the most friendly way or dancing really poorly. I love to dance. I'm very bad at it. I have no rhythm. Actually, there's a video going around in the Angel City Slack right now of myself Carrie, our chief of staff, and Jen, um, who runs all of our content, we went on a road trip on the drive there. We're listening to a lot of music. And Jen took some videos and we and sent them to Julie. Julie said she's going to post it on Twitter. And I'm so scared about it. But I'm not because I'm a Leo and I love attention.
0: <laughs> I'm here for it. I'll be the first one that's trying to see that video. All right, that is all I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to the amazing Megan Tashima at Angel City Football Club. Have a great week and remember to be wild and well.